How are we doing? Happy Sunday. Welcome back to another episode of Life's Your Bitch, the podcast where we are changing the narrative, talking all things well-being, self-help, navigating our 20s. Speaking of, today's episode, as you can clearly see, is somewhat about navigating your relationships in your 20s. So if you follow the podcast Instagram, which if you don't, act up, like, no, act up, fix up. (laughs) Don't act up, please. Fix up, go and follow us. But um, at Life's Your Bitch, so is our TikTok, at Life's Your Bitch. And I just basically said that I just filmed this episode. It was a bit rambly. And then I got myself all worked up and like anxious about it. And then couldn't bring myself to edit it or to make TikToks out of it. And I was just like, right, you know what? It takes an hour to film a podcast. All of my notes are already here. Let's just go again so that I feel better about it. And I can't decide if I feel slightly defeated by doing that or if I feel like... I'm looking after myself and producing things that I'm proud of because it's not that I wasn't necessarily proud of the episode. I basically think I was just treading on eggshells a little bit and then towards the end felt a bit uncomfortable with what I'd said and then, yeah, basically got really in my own head about it. But it's not necessarily about navigating relationships. I'm kind of going to give you a lot of background, okay? If you've ever wondered about any of my relationships, this is the episode. We're going to go into my whole journey with all of my boyfriends, um, all of my boyfriends, all two ex-boyfriends that I've had. Um, and kind of talk talk a little bit about like what they taught me and how I kind of try and navigate my own relationship now, what's really important to me in relationships and so on. So as I said, I am refilming this. The first time I filmed this, you can go and watch the TikTok, I made a gorgeous oat latte, iced oat latte. Now I have a big glass of water, which you know what, it's probably for the best because I have not been drinking my water recently. And I've already had a coffee this morning and I want to film another podcast today. So a water was just needed in between, okay? So let's jump into it with our gratitude for this week. So this is ex- what? (laughs) This is exercise. It's because on my notes I have exercise gab, time alone. Um, Exercise, I'm feeling very, very grateful for. So if you've watched my Hot Girl Habits, I really wanted to get back into like loving exercise and like doing what felt good and like not putting a lot of aesthetic pressure or progress pressure on it, which some of you might be thinking, well, that's pointless then. But I just wanted to feel good in the exercise that I was doing. And I feel like I've got that recently. I've been trying to tap into a more feminine energy, more like connected with my body and just really use exercise as that like time for me in my day to like recognize how I'm feeling and like leave everything else at the door and I don't normally get that from weightlifting sometimes I do but it's a bit hit and miss and at the moment it feels like a chore and I don't have enough time to get back into a proper routine with it and see progress because then I'm going to go traveling again and it's going to drop to the side a little bit whereas yoga pilates and stuff is something I can very easily keep up um and I've been adding in like spin classes a bit of cardio and I've just really been enjoying it and I feel really connected to my body it makes me feel a bit more not that weightlifting made me feel masculine, but how I feel in the body, how I feel in my body at the moment is a bit just like a little bit bulky, a little bit chunky. And I feel like weightlifting wouldn't take that feeling away. It's probably a weird little block I have in my head at the moment because I love weightlifting so much. And it makes me feel like a strong female, which I really love. But yeah, it's just not, I don't know, it's not in my goals at the moment. Don't get me wrong, I would love to go back and I think I just need to go back for the first time. 
And my boyfriend's actually coming the day you're listening to this. And he's like, can we go to the gym? And I really, really, really miss working out with my boyfriend. Like, I feel like it's what really bonded us at the beginning. And it's just so much fun. It's so fun to have that person there to, like, motivate you and spot you. And walking around with my boyfriend, who looks wonderful in the gym, is always a fun time. (laughs) So I'm excited for him to come and for me to go into the gym again. Because I also hate new gyms. And I'm in a new gym at home that yeah I've not been to before I don't really know where anything is so that's definitely not helping so I am excited to go back and try it but I've been really grateful for yoga and pilates and just feeling that bit more connected to my body like noticing oh my hips a bit sore in that position oh my shoulder still hasn't really recovered and just little things about my body that I feel like when you're weightlifting you kind of ignore to like try and lift stronger and that's just not on my vibe at the moment so yeah I've been loving pilates I did reformers pilates which I loved done a few yoga classes which I loved um and they're so different they're so challenging in such a different way because you really do have to be so connected to your body and what you're doing and you really do have to concentrate and that you can feel every little bit of your body that's working which is just not something I'm used to because I can go into the gym and I can have a great session I can lift super heavy I can hit pbs but I've actually been not really zoned into my lifts and I'm very much still thinking about the outside world and what I've got to do when I get home and blah 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 so yeah I don't really get that disconnect from weightlifting a hundred percent of the time it's probably like 50 50 um but I feel like when there's a room full of people and an instructor and it requires you to put so much attention on kind of like what you're doing it's different group classes are always different because you want to work as hard as possible when you're focused on what the person is saying and yeah so yeah I've just been I've just been loving that I wrote Gabby. I actually wrote Gab. Um, the day after, the day before I originally filmed this, me and Gabby had seen each other for the first time in a while, actually, probably maybe like two weeks. Um, it's not probably a while for some people, like 10 days maybe. Um, and we just had like the loveliest time and just like the loveliest conversations. And we just literally spoke for like literally forever. I think we met at like two o'clock and I dropped her back home at seven. And for five hours, we literally just chatted. Like, we got quite deep, like, talked about, like, how life feels like a bit of a chore sometimes and how, like, we overthink and overcomplicate a lot of things and how we think there's a lot of, like, happiness and simplicity, which we're not really practising at the moment. And just, like, literally everything. And it was just really, really lovely because I really, really value conversations like that and I find them quite hard to have with the majority of people. Um... But I just find Gabby to be a really, like, lovely, safe person. And Imogen wasn't here, if you're wondering. Why did you meet Yale? Um, Imogen was still in Portsmouth. But yeah, I I just feel like we had a really lovely, like, conversation. And it was really comfortable. And it was... We just had a really nice time. And I just came home feeling actually, like, really grateful for it. Like, I just really appreciated that. So I wanted to, like, recognise that. I think that's the thing about gratefulness. Like, coming home for a day and being like, that was fun. And actually sitting and being like... No, that was actually really, really fun. And I really enjoyed this one conversation and I really enjoyed this like walk we had. And I really, like just really appreciating things and recognising them for like what they were, I think is the key to gratefulness. So yeah, I just wanted to actively say that because I was really grateful for it. Um, Time alone. So my parents got back yesterday and I had like four days in this house alone. And I feel like, although at times I was a bit like, okay, what now? Because I also didn't have many friends free. So it was a bit like, got a bit bored at times for like an hour um 
I feel like I really needed like time alone to like, I mean, I thought I was going to get like six podcasts filmed in the four days they were gone. I literally got one filmed, filmed this one for the first time around, didn't like it. So here we are doing it again. So although I didn't use my time that wisely, I just really enjoyed like being at home alone and like sitting wherever I wanted. And like if the kitchen was a bit of a mess and I just wanted to go to bed and leave it, I could leave it. Or I could cook lunch and carry on with what I was doing and not worrying about cleaning it up straight away. Take my dog for walks, like, because I had to, I was the only one here, so I had to get out of the house every day. And I just really enjoyed my time alone. I feel like after Bali and then my grad and then my boyfriend's grad and in Greece, I hadn't really had a minute to sit by myself and just be like, and I feel like that's what it was and I really enjoyed it. I'm really enjoying drinking water, I like it's ice cold water. Um journal prompt so our journal prompt last week was when is the last time you said yes to something you wanted to say no to why did you say yes why did you want to say no and how kind of was it so I spoke a lot in that episode about this kind of stuff and I don't think I really have a situation that sticks out a lot but I just wanted to add in this interesting thing that I thought that I used to say yes to work a lot when I probably shouldn't in that episode, I talk about when to say yes. And I say, well, you should say yes when you're saying no to overload on work. And I kind of realised that's exactly what I was doing. Like, I remember in second year, there was this one time that every... Sorry, I think my dog is stuck in one of these rooms in the house somewhere. Let me go see. <laughs> right. <laughs> Back to what I was saying. Yeah, I remember there was one night in second year, right? I think it was the time that... If you're from the UK, do you remember when we could go and sit outside in pubs, but you had to, like, curfew was like 10 o'clock. Imagine the whole nation had a curfew. Isn't that really bizarre to think of? As if COVID didn't exist after 10 p.m. That was actually one of the weirdest things we did. Anyway, um, they were like, we're gonna go find a pub, like, do you wanna come? And I was like, oh God, oh God, no, I can't. Like, in my head, lockdown was a weird time for me because I'd planned to do, I would like, it would be like Friday, Saturday night, or like even in the evening, and I would just like have the day plan that I was gonna do a lot of work, because was kind of like what else so when we started going out a bit more I was kind of like oh shit and they were like do you want to come out and I was like no god no and I actually really wanted to I was actually quite excited about it like the whole house was going I was like oh but I had to do this ad for like the next day or something and basically had said no ended up saying yes which I'm really glad I did because it was actually such a good night we actually didn't get in any of the pubs because obviously they were booked like we went out at like eight thinking we'd just like grab a drink for two hours and like that just was not the case like the whole of Leeds was booked up and everybody was in there and they were like there's no chance we're gonna get in here before 10 p.m so we actually ended up like getting drink and going back home and having a great night in the living room but <laughs> besides the point um yeah something that I really kind of regret and notice that I do a lot is saying yes to social events saying no to social events I actually want to go to because I'm saying yes to work and then saying yes to that work means I have to say no to things I don't want to do and I just think that's something I didn't really mention last episode too too much that actually I'm really bad at and it's probably the last time the last time I probably said no to something that I wanted to say yes to if we flip it on our head is because I had said yes to like uh got my priorities wrong essentially I think my priorities just need re-evaluating not so much now like I'm a bit better at it but I do just which isn't a bad thing either that you like work is one of your main priorities but yeah that's definitely lots of times I said yes when I probably shouldn't have is to work and to be productive and hustle culture I've actually got an episode coming on hustle culture soon that I think is really interesting essentially I did a trend report for uni and I predicted explained hustle culture and then predicted like the next 10 years of where I think it's gonna go and I'm gonna share it with you guys because 
I think it's cool. Anyway, so relationships. Before we get into this, no, I'm not an expert and I'm not claiming to be. So I'm going to put this here first in case I say something you don't agree with later or miss something out that I probably should have said or whatever. No, I'm not an expert in relationships. However, I do think I do have my two pence to add in. Um, and yes, I'm saying in our 20s and yes, I'm only 21. But as I said, I do think I've got a nice little two pence to put in. And I want to share my story with you guys and share to you guys what I think are really important. And yeah, basically not even help you guys really with this episode, just kind of like give you an insight and towards the end what I look for in relationships. I'm kind of just encouraging you guys to think about what's really important for you in relationships. And if you're not sure, maybe by me sharing what's important to me, you could be like, oh, that's important to me. and I'm not actually getting that or I've settled on that before. And yeah, so I think personally, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think relationships are a very prominent part of our lives. And I think it's to do with like societal, societal pressures from society, growing up watching like romantic movies, maybe reading romantic books, even like high school musical is based on like the relationship of like Troy and Gabriella, like throughout high school, it's about everybody getting into relationships. Like relationships are very much at the forefront of our minds, I think, whether that's in a really serious looking for marriage way or just in a fun dating about way or getting with people at parties. Like it's a very much, it's like, it, it's very prominent in our lives. And I think it takes a very certain type of person and a very rare type of person to be completely switched off from it all and be completely you for you, living your life for you. Like even when you see family or if you've got a boyfriend, like it's just, it's just the way it is. And I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad thing but it puts a lot of thought and pressure on it. And sometimes we might end up getting in relationships. We probably thought we don't even want to be in because we think we should have a boyfriend or constantly looking for somebody because we think we should have a boyfriend or even just spending a lot of time thinking about it instead of thinking about ourselves. So I just kind of wanted to mention that before we went in, because I think in your twenties, when there's so much going on in just finishing uni or just starting a new job or leaving your hometown for the first time or moving out or there's just like friendships from school friendships from uni trying to find new friends like there's just so much going on in our like early 20s and probably right to our late 20s but obviously I, I can't comment um and then to add relationships to that I think there's just a lot going on in our heads so yeah I wanted to talk a bit about navigating relationships amongst other things and how I think we should do that but oh just punched my cup before we do that I thought I'd give you a little a little inside scoop to some of my relationships and why how I think they've shaped me to be the person I am today how I dealt with them how what they taught me so a lot of you might not know this actually unless you're like an OG 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 but I got my first boyfriend when I was 14 and I was actually with him for four years until I was 18 we broke up a few months before I went to uni and in this relationship, this relationship held no issues, right? We were young, it was nice, we grew apart. I don't think there's too much to go into this. I don't know if it's naive of me to say, but I don't think the relationship necessarily taught me a lot. It probably taught me a few things about how, what I wanted from relationships, uh, which is still just as important. Like, I don't think we had too much fun together like we were young so obviously we couldn't 
like drives us drive ourselves somewhere and go out for the day and do whatever and it was a bit of a comfortable relationship but like I said we were young I don't think it taught me too much about myself that like stands out very prominently I'm sure at the time I was like it made me realize things about the way I want my life to go but I don't think it taught me too much about myself and that's probably because you know throughout it I was 14 15 16 17 then I was 18 when we broke up like I probably wasn't being that self-aware so I'm sure it did but I can't name them if you know what I mean um but I do remember being very scared to end it and very you know I don't know what I am without you really which is the main reason I was very keen to end it because for me I just thought we were young I was going to uni he couldn't really travel long distances at this point so it was kind of like how is this gonna work and I just was kind of like I think we just grew apart a lot I just was craving to go to uni with a lot of independence and yeah but I was super scared to break up with him I was really I didn't want to upset him obviously because there was a lot of love there there's still a lot of care there I just didn't want to who wants you don't you never want to upset someone um so yeah that's that and although that was took up like this is the longest relationship I've ever been in I think because we were so young there wasn't I don't think I learned too, too much from that. So I had the first year of uni alone. Um, really enjoyed it. Enjoyed every second of it. I really enjoyed being my only priority. I really enjoyed that all of my free time was for me and I was a bit more independent. And if I needed something, if I needed like extra reassurance or needed my cup filled, I was doing that with like me and my friends. I wasn't turning to someone for like support, which there's nothing wrong with, but I think that's exactly what I wanted and I think I got what I wanted for that from that first year of uni um and then that lockdown what you know when we came back from summer we came back from uni for lockdown in like June July I remember me and my parents were just like watching a film one night and I just like downloaded tinder because I was like bored um and I actually met my ex so me and my ex met on tinder and we were together for like eight, nine months, I think maybe. And I'd always kind of seen this relationship as fun. I'm not saying this to be savage. Um, but I remember saying to one of my best friends before we'd actually even become official, I think. I was kind of like, yeah, we will inevitably break up because I really wanted to go traveling. He did not. Um, and that was kind of the main reason I was like, yeah, we're going to break up because we just didn't want long term the same thing. But we got on in the short term, you know, like we had fun together. We, yeah, it was like, it was fine. There was nothing sad or toxic about the relationship. It just, I kind of always knew it wasn't going to last. Um, and then I, so I don't think either on reflection, this was a time in my life I should have been in a relationship at all. I would say from, so from when? So we got together in, I can't remember now, God, July, from about January onwards was probably, and then to be fair, but prominently January onwards for a good few months, probably until we broke up, probably until I had the realisation I did when we broke up was like some of the worst months of my life ever. Like I would go by saying February, January, February, March time was probably like some of the worst months I've ever had in my life. Like I was just not in a place to be in a relationship. I think I used it as a distraction very, very much. And I think I, yeah, needed to fill my own cup and deal with my own 
problems first and which I think made the breakup as sad as it did for me because so we kind of randomly broke up right and I didn't really get told much reason there was no kind of closure there it was kind of just like completely out of the blue one day and then never spoke again never seen each other again never kind of got a reason and fuck me was my ego bruised as fuck like that's the main thing I kind of took away from that breakup was that like I kind of knew it was inevitable and also towards the end I was kind of like okay like maybe I don't need to go traveling maybe I can go traveling for a few weeks you can stay here then I can come back Aussie I'm literally filming a podcast and then I can come back and kind of started to notice myself like changing my goals, which I knew I didn't want to do, but I knew I kind of just wanted like an easy relationship. I knew I was in a bad place. I knew I couldn't deal with a breakup there and then. And then, yeah, inevitably we did break up and everything happens for a reason because I'm so glad we did. And again, I don't mean this in a bit away. I'm not shitting on anyone. Like some things just aren't meant to be and some things are for a lesson. And I'm really glad he broke up with me because I don't think I, not, I don't think I ever would have broke up with him. But yeah, I wasn't in a great place and I just wanted something in my life to be easy and that felt easy. So I kind of was just keen to keep it easy. So I'm glad that he broke up with me because I don't think I would have in the short term. Like I said, in the long term, I knew we always would have ended because we just didn't want the same things. And I hope that I would have stayed true to my goals, but it doesn't matter anyway, because we didn't. Um... And I'm super grateful we did because we didn't want the same things and I needed, I needed to heal. Um, yeah, yeah, when we broke up, my ego was so bruised. I was like, how could you do this to me? Like, it was a bit sour, a bit more sour than it probably needed to be. And I was just like, how could someone do this to me? Like, what the fuck? Do you know who the fuck I am? Like, not in a, like, thingy way. But, you know, like, your ego, your ego gets hurt. Like, not that I think I'm the shit, but, like, when someone breaks up with you for no reason, your ego's hurt. Like, you don't get an answer, so you're like, the fuck like there's nothing wrong with me so why would you break up with me and like yeah my ego just didn't want to accept it and it was such an important lesson for me um so yeah we broke up and if you have listened to any of my other podcasts you'll know I had a tinder ban I had a dating app ban because I realized the reason I was so upset wasn't necessarily because I missed him it was because my ego was bruised and like I said I wasn't in a great point in my life so if I needed a distraction or someone to run to or someone to talk to, I was kind of scared that I didn't have that. But all in all, my ego was bruised. So I wouldn't let myself have the validation that my ego so badly wanted from someone else and from a dating app. So I didn't, I just, yeah, I made a pact myself to never done like dating apps. If you've watched podcasts, listen to podcasts, you'll know that because I realized how badly I needed to fill my own cup. And I'm not gonna lie, it was actually really, really hard. And maybe it's a bit embarrassing to admit that, but I think realistically, if we're all being honest with ourselves, everyone loves a bit of validation. Everyone loves a dating app, a little swipe here, a little swipe there. You're really fit, let's go on a date. (laughs) Ha ha, no, I'm gonna ignore you now, but thanks for boosting my ego a little bit there. Like. It was hard, especially when you've just been broken up with and your ego is so bruised and it feels like that would fix everything, right? So I actually remember there was one moment and I've never shared this anywhere, um, that my, and again, like I don't want this to sound like I'm bashing anyone. This is why I was a bit freaked out the first time I filmed this because I actually did get a bit of hate when we broke up for like 
I don't know, people just saying that I talked about boys a lot and that I... Remember I made a joke once in one of my videos when I was with my friends and then on Stupid Tattle Life, people were like, I mean, like, she's dating hung up over her ex. Like, she just... Rah, 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 rah. She only cares about boys. Rah, rah, rah. And at that time, yeah, I probably did. So that hurt my ego because, like I said, I was wanting that validation but wouldn't give myself it. So when I read them hate comments, I was like, fuck. Like, do you know what? You're right. Like, I do keep talking about, like boys and this and whatever because my ego was bruised and I wanted validation and I wouldn't let myself have it like it was a weird phase to go through and I remember there was one night my friend sent to me if you're a friend listening to this and someone's going through a breakup never fucking do this there is just no point I mean I loved my friend still she's one of my best friends like but there's just no fucking point doing this it brings no good other than you being like yeah they're a dick haha let's bitch it brings no good it upset me so much my ex went back on tinder um literally about two weeks after we broke up. And it was literally in that moment, like all of my self-worth depended on how long it took my ex to go back on Tinder after our breakup. Like that had anything to fucking do with me. And I'm not saying he did it for validation, but I knew in that moment, I didn't want to go on to it. Not because I wasn't ready to meet someone else, which I wasn't, but again, ego. I was like, I don't want that validation, but I took, I was so upset that I was like, look, he's ready to meet someone else and rah, rah, rah. But realistically, he probably wasn't. He also just wanted fun and validation and a rebound, which is fine, like whatever. But I knew so badly that's not what I wanted. I wanted to heal. It's like I was saying last week, giving a fuck about people finding you boring when you don't even care about these people and you find them boring. It was just like, I don't know, like in that moment, it just felt like it was so personal. But really, it had fuck all to do with me. It didn't mean that he never liked me, which in that moment I was like, well, he clearly never liked me. Had doesn't Didn't mean that. Didn't mean I was ugly. Didn't mean I didn't give him what he wanted and this and that and whatever. But it just felt so personal and it just wasn't. And I found it really hard. And in that moment I was like, well, I want to go on Tinder. I want validation. I want him to see that I'm on here. I want everyone to think that I'm over my ex and whatever. And it was just, on reflection, it's crazy how much it was all ego. It had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with him didn't even have anything to do with the breakup I just realized how much of a bruised ego I had and how much validation I needed um and I remember that night I think I actually downloaded tinder I think I downloaded the app and didn't go on it and then was just like fuck this I've worked too hard turned off my phone and left it until the morning watched a film and tried to just deal with it because yeah I think it is a really weird thing to think about I think that sentence sums it up so well I really did think the time that it took my ex to get back on tinder is was the measure of my self-worth which is just bizarre because like it really doesn't have fuck all to do with me how long it took him to get back on tinder it literally has nothing to do with me but it felt so personal um and yeah I feel like that was a real turning point for my own self-worth and my own Healing, filling my own cup and healing my ego was just being like, delete, just turn off your phone and don't do it. Just don't think about it. Turn off the phone. No. Because then I feel like I got, like, I just, I, yeah, that summer I just really started to get my mojo back. And that was in the middle of it all. And I feel like that was a test for me. A test to be like, do you really want to do this? Do you really want to heal? Or do you want a quick fix? And me being like, no, don't want a quick fix. Just, no, get, get, get rid, just turn off the phone. Fuck that. Um... Yeah, I felt like on reflection and even the next few days I was like oh, I'm so glad I did that um and that summer I felt like 
it was my summer. Even me and my friends, like me and Gabby were saying this in our big chat the other day, like we just felt so happy that summer. Like we were our main priorities. We were each other's main priorities. Gabby didn't have a job, I'm pretty sure. I think Imogen maybe worked a few shifts somewhere. Can't actually really remember. I think she did. But I obviously have my YouTube and stuff, but I was kind of just like, no, I am my main priority. If I want to upload a video, like if I meant to upload a video on Monday, but my friends are doing something I really, really want to do all weekend, I'm going to go and do it. If my parents are like, do you want to come out for a drink? But I actually was going to edit a video. I'm going to go out for a drink. Whatever felt right in the moment, I was just like, made a pact to myself that like, that's what we're going to do. And it's so crazy because I think that summer is how I literally like, cliche, found myself, where I found myself worth where I like definitely became the person I am today, like full of confidence, knew exactly what I wanted from the people around me, relation new relationships that I was coming into. Like I just, yeah, really found myself and I feel like really found myself worth. And it's so funny because I wasn't going by a handbook. There wasn't a list of habits that I wanted to like um, put into my life. There wasn't, I don't know, there was, there was nothing. It was just so simple so when people are like how do you find self-worth how did you find yourself how did you become so confident I was like I don't know I literally just started to put myself first and didn't deep it and wasn't like okay you need to make sure you go on a walk every single day and you need to make sure that you're journaling and you need to make sure you're meditating I just did what felt good when it felt good and made myself my main priority which is so much easier said than done in the sense that like some people have to go to a nine-to-five job and they don't get to do that but I was really lucky that it was summer and that I didn't have uni to worry about. And I had this job that allowed me to work as little or as much as I wanted. And if my videos didn't get views or my followers weren't going up, I didn't really care because it just wasn't my main priority. And I think it's because I did just realise how sad I was and how much I craved just like this happiness and like finding myself. And I realised the problem was my ego and healing that and filling my own cup and not needing validation and yeah, I don't, I don't really know, but it just felt so simple. Like I crave that simplicity of happiness back, just being like doing what feel goes when. And I feel like probably now it's because, you know, I do need to earn a bit more money. I'm going traveling. I want a bit more structure to my job. My job is a bit more higher priority on my list now, which is also fine, but just navigating that priority and happiness again, like I just felt so free and happy and I feel like it really, really did change who I, who I am as a person. I don't think any of that would have happened without that relationship or breakup. So no, I wasn't probably in the best place for a relationship and the breakup, I think my parents were really worried about me because I wasn't in a good place and it was probably the worst time in my life to go through a breakup, but also clearly the best because it literally made me be like, look at this. You, you are sad fix it and I did and I don't know I think it was great and I'm really really grateful for it anyway that summer I actually before I went back to uni went on a date with a guy I dated before um only one date actually so technically it was a second date but it was like another first date because it was like a year like a year and a half later um and I kind of realized I think it was a really nice way. Not everyone's going to have this opportunity, right? I understand that. But I think it was a really nice way to kind of like date again because it was someone I knew. So there was no need to 
really impressed. I wasn't scared about the awkward conversation. It feels so weird talking about this stuff when I have a boyfriend. If my boyfriend did a podcast like this, I would cry. I wouldn't cry. But I just hate the thought of my boyfriend with someone else. And that's not me being like... Uh, really jealous or whatever but like you know like your boyfriend just like talks about being with someone else and you're like you were literally with someone before me that makes me feel sick so if you're listening to this I'm really sorry if this makes you feel sick and it does feel weird to talk about but I'm trying to share it with you guys and I think realistically all of these past relationships are really important and it's why I think me and my boyfriend have such a wonderful relationship now but anyway yeah I went on this date with a guy I'd been on a date with before and it was really nice because I felt like there was no need to really impress you know what he knew what I looked like we'd followed each other we would chat a few times in between and it was just like it was comfortable and it was kind of easy um and it was really nice to go into it not wanting validation and again like it was a nice way to ease into it because I didn't want validation anyway because yeah, like I knew he got on, I knew he'd liked me in the past, I knew he found me attractive, like there was not a big deal of it, but it was a nice way to go into it, like we just had fun, like we chatted, we had loads of drinks, and it was a nice way to be like, oh, I walked away from that date and didn't really mind if he'd ever text me again or whatever, because I'd just seen it as like a fun date, whereas before I probably would have, even if, I remember I'd been on a date after that where like I didn't even really like him or before that even where I didn't even really like them but if they didn't message me the next day and they didn't like me my ego would be hurt um and yeah it was nice I mean he did text me a few more times but it was kind of mutual that it wasn't going to go anywhere and it was nice like I realized basically that my my work here was done not done but had made an improvement because it didn't hurt my ego that yeah we didn't see each other again or whatever but that summer I felt so magnetic I felt like I was vibrating so high I've said this before but I was literally a magnet I would carry my carnelian everywhere I was vibrating so high I knew who the fuck I was I was so happy and literally (laughs) I am not joking when I say I would be with my friends and I would say a guy's name I am not joking right I'm gonna tell you this story this happened once so uh, there were so many things there was three things that happened this one day so I went on this date with this guy obviously and I'd be like, yeah, weird, like, we had a really good time. And I, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like he might text me again. And then I'd go on my phone and he'd text me. And then there was, like, this weird thing with this guy last summer that was a bit, like, on and off and a bit, like, whatever. It was, like, nothing serious, but, yeah, it was a weird, like, you know, when two people, like, low-key kind of fancy each other, but no, it's not going to go anywhere and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I'd be like, yeah, like, he hasn't texted me in a while, which is a bit strange because I know, like, he definitely, like, I know he fancies me. And then literally me and my friend were in the crystal shop and I was like, yeah, really weird. Like he's not texted me yet. No, but like, I do think he will. And then I got in the car and this guy had sent me a video of his new haircut. And then that same day I was like, oh yeah, I seen such and such in the gym. Um, wow, they're so attractive. Like, and this is guy I've always had. I always kind of thought was really attractive and we'd been like good friends before. Um, and then I'm not joking. I opened my phone I'm not like this sounds fucking fake like this is how high I think I was vibrating and how much I believe in law of attraction I just felt like a magnet with my carnelian um I was like yeah I seen whoever in the gym today yeah he's so attractive I've not seen him since school and then I'd seen this guy a few times in the gym but I'd never openly spoke about him and then that day I'd gone on my phone and he had so like I said this thing I hadn't gone on my phone and then I went on my phone and he had messaged me like I'll see you in the gym today. Keep up the hard work. You look really great. What the fuck? (laughs) 
and I'm not saying that to like brag or like be stupid and be like, ah, everyone fancies me, but I just mean like, I really do think it was a result of like how highly I was vibrating. Like I just was so happy and it was so funny to see how my relation, like my relationships to relationships and boys and ego and validation felt. Cause I just be like, haha, of course you fancy me. <laughs> and not in an ego way, just like I was really sure of myself. So it was, I don't know, it was really nice. Some of you might be thinking, you're crazy. Anyway. So then I downloaded dating apps because I was like, this is fun, you know, I'd been in a few fun dates with people and I realised, like, I knew it wasn't for validation and I do find dating apps fun, there's nothing wrong with that. So as soon as I was sure it wasn't for validation, I always kind of knew I'd download them again just because I do think they're fun. I think it's fun to talk to people. I think dating is fun when you're in a good space to date. Um, so yeah, I downloaded dating apps and I went on one or two here and then one or two at, no, I went on two at uni before going on a date with my boyfriend and also this was the first time ever right that I had been on a few dates before getting with someone and like taking it a bit more seriously my ex was the first person that I'd went on a date with in that whole like year and we got together so I'd never experienced like dating around like trans people like dating apps I'd never really done that whole thing so it was really nice and I probably needed as well that like I went on a few dates blah 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 before I met my boyfriend and I'll let you in on our first date story because I think it's fucking perfect. So within literally six messages, we'd had our first date arranged and we were going to Leeds Art Gallery and we went to Leeds Art Gallery. And then we were always kind of going to go like vintage shopping and go and grab a drink. So we did that. We went to Belgrave, which is a really cool place in Leeds. Um, and we were sat on like benches next to each other and then a sofa freed up. So we went and sat on the sofa, got some more drinks and literally sat there. We probably, so we, my boyfriend got the train in at three o'clock. I think we left Belgrave at about eight um, and we'd sat there all night, like comfortably on each other, like holding hands, like touching. Like I think we looked very comfortable and we felt very comfortable and we were like, oh, do you think they're on a first date over there? And just like, you know, when you like, like what do you think their name is? And, like guessing couples names and how long they've been together. Like that's literally my favorite thing in the world. And being like, right, I think they're on a first date because they're like, oh no, I'll pay. No, oh no, I'll get it. Don't, the boy's like, don't worry about it. And like, they're a bit standoffish. You know, they weren't touching the girls twiddling their hair. Or we'd be like, no, they're definitely together because like, her legs over his leg, they're like just on their phone. So like, do you know what I mean? Like that was just my favorite thing to do. And we did that for hours. And then I was like, oh, I don't want you to go back. So then we went and played shuffleboard at Roxy. And then we were still like, no, don't want to leave each other. So went to be at one and had cocktails until the very last train home that he could possibly get, which was at like half 11. And at this point as well, we were steaming. I was so drunk. We'd been drinking from like or, no from like five o'clock probably and it was half eleven <laughs> and we'd arranged our date to go our next day to go to the gym together on friday so he drove down to leeds um because he was going back to uni on the saturday so he was like i want to see you again before i go because when i was at uni we were like half an hour away from each other but when he was at uni we were like two hours so he was like i want to see you again and i was like okay the gym interesting made me feel a little bit vulnerable although i was very confident within my body and confident within myself and my abilities within the gym like I'd been going to the gym all summer I really loved it so and that was really important to him as well so he was like let's go and I kind of used it as a challenge to myself as well obviously to kind of like see how I'd feel in that situation like would I still feel as sure of myself in a situation that's a little bit vulnerable but I did and I really really enjoyed it so for me as well that was another turning point that was like look at you in like shorts and a sports bra like sweating like 
trying to lift weights and struggling in front of a boy that you find attractive and you're you still feel confident which was a really great thing for me because I don't think I could have ever ever done that before so again it proved to me how I tried to really recognize in every date or when I came home or every situation like how I feel is my ego bruised did I feel confident then and I felt really confident and I really enjoyed it so that was really nice um and anyway yeah so we that that then and then the rest is history kind of thing like there's no need to go on to our third and fourth and our date um although I do think I self-sabotaged the majority of the first part of our relationship because we were like on the fifth date and I was still like yeah I don't know if I fancy him and it was like I said I reflected at every single point and I realized really the reasons I was like yeah I don't think I fancy him is because he had qualities that I wish I had in myself but was too I still wasn't fully healed there was still parts of me like I like I said at the very beginning of this episode I find it quite hard to have really deep conversations with some people with most people actually and just like really open up and be be open be open about how passionate about subjects I am which is really why I love this podcast because I film it sitting in a room by myself and then I get to be more vulnerable and open up with people um and almost like practice it for myself but then there's not anyone I'm scared of people's uh what they're gonna say back to me and I don't know why but I think I'm waiting for someone to go like well that's fucking stupid like you can't do that like why are you so passionate about that that's a weird thing like but when it's just a podcast no one has an opinion and if they do they'll message me and I can just ignore it but he was very good at that and I was like I basically was like I think it's an ick and it wasn't an ick it was me uh like self-sabotaging and being like no you just wish you were like that and you're not so you're like how can you be like that and almost thought it was like unfair and did a lot of reflecting before getting into a relationship but yeah I think I tried to self-sabotage because really I fancied the pants off him from our first date and was kind of trying to find reasons not to be and I think really it's because I was probably scared to get in another relationship again as well a little bit but bloody hell it's the best decision I ever made I said that to him the other day and he was like that's cute um (laughs) what am I talking about now okay that's right that's enough about me but I wanted to say, I think there is... So now we're getting relationships with our 20s. Everyone always says, like, your 20s are for you. Like, make sure you find yourself and blah, blah. Couldn't agree more. And there's a lot of stuff on TikTok about, like, not getting into relationships until you're fully healed because it's not fair on you and it's not fair on your partner. And I agree to some extent. Because I think this is what I had to kind of realise. I think the main thing that you have to... That shows if you're ready for a relationship or not isn't being a fully healed human being because I don't think that is possible. I don't think that's a thing because once you're healed, you'll experience something else that made you feel uncomfortable and then you'll have to reflect on that. And I think we are forever learning, forever growing, forever healing beings. I don't think we are ever come to a point where we are fully healed from everything that ever happens to us. So like I said, if we are, the universe will throw another challenge at us because you're never done growing. So if you think you are, you'll get throw in another piece of trauma that you've now got to deal with and I just think that's the way of life and I think that's a great thing because we're always growing so I don't think you have to be fully healed before you get into a relationship with someone have addressed every issue in your life because I think as well as soon as you get into a relationship like I was saying I realized oh I actually really need to work on being able to be vulnerable with people because I'm finding that I'm icking you when actually it's something I really really admire and I didn't really think that was I knew it was something I had to deal with but didn't realize how prominent it was because like my boyfriend will ask me questions sometimes like we were sitting there the other day bearing in mind where I've nearly known the guy a year and he was like what's like three goals you have over summer 
And I was like, I know exactly what they are, but I found it hard to be like, this is them. And like I said, it's, I think it's because of the reply. I'm like scared of someone going, that's a stupid fucking girl. Or like, you can't do that or something. Um, anyway, so no, I don't think you have to be a fully healed human being because I don't think it's possible. I do, however, think you need to be unbelievably happy alone. You need to be able to fill your own cup 100% full because what you don't want is someone, your cup to be 50% full, someone to come along, fill the other 50% and then not have any energy left to add like other value to your life. Your life should be at 100% and someone should come in as a want, not a need. You shouldn't ever need anyone. No one should be your 100% distraction from life. And I think this is like what happened in my second relationship. I think that's what they were. So when they left, I was a bit like, oh fuck. <laughs> Cause I had to fill my own cup. Like they took their 50% with them and left me with 50%, like not left me with a hundred percent. And I think, that's what I think is really important. I think that's the point you have to get to before you can be in a really good relationship. Being, so the relationship is a want, not a need. So your, one, your cup is 100% full so they can spend their time adding extra love, adding extra value, adding extra support, extra happiness. Not like baseline happiness that everybody should be at, if you know what I mean. So I think the one really important thing to do before getting to a relationship is make sure that your validation is coming from you, your happiness is coming from you, your cup is 100% filled by you, you're really happy alone, so that if they're not free that one Saturday night, that's fine, you can go and do stuff yourself, if they go travelling for three weeks and you need to be alone, like, that's fine, you can be alone, if one day they get up and leave, you know you're going to be okay because you were okay before them, like, that's so important, I think as well, then within that relationship, you're not as insecure because you know you're happy alone without them and their love is like extra so if they're not giving it to you you don't think oh that's about me you're like oh there's something going on there with them like they don't have the energy to give that to me at the moment and yeah the way you carry yourself I notice it so much in myself the way I carry myself in this relationship now is so different to my last I'm not constantly being like oh like did he think what I just did was weird like is he gonna break up with me now because he thinks xyz about me like rah, rah. like I'm so sure in myself and know what I bring to this relationship and know who I am as a person that I'm not constantly questioning me and us in a relationship and I just think it's so important and so lovely so let's go on to things that I think to me personally are super important in our relationships in our 20s or in my relationships in our 20s I think I covered everything there that I kind of wanted to say about my past and what I think it taught me like I said, please don't take things I'm saying as a Bible. This is just more of a chatty episode, like girly episode. So we are 46 minutes in and normally my episode of 46 minutes. So I'm going to try and run through these. Something that I definitely overlooked before and didn't probably value before is someone that truly matches my energy, someone that I feel completely loose with, someone that I feel free with and someone that I can have a genuinely fucking good time with. Like someone I can go out with and like I said, if I'm a bit too drunk, I don't come home the next day, like, oh, was I really embarrassing? They think I'm a weirdo now. Like, someone I can sing with in the car and not be like, you can't fucking sing. Or someone that, like, I can dance with in a club and not be insecure of my dancing. Like, someone I can just have a genuinely really good time with and someone that I find funny and finds me funny and, like, we just get each other. Like, I think I'd really overlooked that before, probably because I wasn't even 
that confident in like my own dancing in the club and I was dancing in the club for validation not for like me just genuinely having a good time and that's why I think it's really important to be so happy with yourself first because then when you find someone you can share that with it's just so much fun and yes I'm 21 not 40 saying that we're gonna get married but like it's just fun like relationships in our 20s should be fun we don't need like aggro from boys who are making us feel shit about ourselves who are arguing defending themselves who are like you can't fucking sing or they're like why are you singing high school musical in the car like none of that like that is actually so important to me now and I don't think I realized how important it was before because I was caught up in other things something that is maybe actually my number one priority is not getting comfortable so this has definitely happened before this happened a lot in my first relationship but like I said we were we were fucking kids like we couldn't drive ourselves to Fort Park for the day we couldn't drive ourselves for dinner we couldn't even go out and get a drink together like it just we had no option other than to really be comfortable like have our parents drive us to each other's houses and then go on a walk from there maybe like we didn't have freedom so we didn't really have a choice but to get comfortable but like in my second relationship, I was like, I hate getting comfortable. Like I always want to be doing stuff. I always want to be dating each other. Like that is just really important to me. I don't want to come and sit in your house for the evening. And we kind of did for the first few whatever. And then it kind of quickly gave up or or we'd go out for the day because he enjoyed going out in the day. And we wouldn't really go out for like date nights. And date nights are my favourite fucking thing in the whole world. I love getting dressed up cute and going out to like cute romantic dinner and just like I feel like you really romanticize your relationship when you both get dressed up cute and you go and order a bottle of wine and sit at dinner like that is literally my favorite thing to do ever um and my boyfriend now knows that so I absolutely love it like I remember towards the end of our degrees and whatever he'd be like I know we've not had a date night in a while but we've both been really busy like don't worry I think I'm free Saturday like I can come around and we can have a date night or I've booked this for once we're finished and like even him just being like, hey, I know it might seem a bit comfortable at the moment. Don't worry, I realise as well. Um, we're going to do X, Y, Z soon. And it's not that we were even comfortable. Like, we were just both finishing degrees. So even when we did get together, like, we wouldn't sit and be, like, just sitting. So when we got together, like, we had a lot going on. We'd probably be stressed. We didn't just sit in all day and do uni work and whatever. Like, we make sure make sure we got up and like went to the gym together because that's one of our favorite things to do together like I think we both feel really like close when we do that and it's really fun um, and then we get up and we go to a coffee shop so that we could spend the evening just like chilling or even if we didn't have like the energy to go on a date night we've like spent the day together out of the house and we've been doing stuff and yeah that is just so so important to me even if it's like going to the gym like I said and then going to a coffee shop and getting out of the house I would so much rather that than just sit in the house with you all day don't get me wrong we've done that we've purposely gone on like two nights away where we were like right we're doing fuck all like we're bringing tracksuit bottoms and we're not doing anything but even still like we sat and we read together all day and then we like bought bottles of wine and like the purpose was to do nothing but it felt like two days of dates I think it's finding what's important for you is it going to the gym together is it working together is it going on date nights is it going on walks is it bringing them to your favorite places like what is it that's really important important to you and what feels too comfortable for you and trying to avoid that? Because I think that's when you get comfortable and you stop flirting with each other and you stop dating each other and like, I don't know, like keeping the honeymoon phase alive forever. This is so disgustingly cringe. And if he's listening to this, sorry if you don't want me to say this, but me and my boyfriend always look at each other and we're like, do you think we're still in the honeymoon phase? Like we're still just like, loved up and we're a bit naive and this is gonna go or do you think we've actually just found someone that we like actually like and like we're actually just in love and this is what it always should have been like 
Like, I want the honeymoon phase to last forever. And I don't know if that's naive, but here we are nearly, not nearly a year in. Like, we met in September, so like nearly a year in. Um, And I still feel like we're in the honeymoon phase every day. And it's great. And I think that is because we are constantly dating each other and constantly like almost trying to like win each other over. And I just love that. Anyway, support. We're in our 20s, right? We're leaving uni. We're getting careers. We're leaving friends, getting new friends. We're moving out. Like we need someone who's going to support us 100%. We don't need some dick from our hometown holding us back and being like, don't leave. Like, don't do anything. Like, absolutely not. Like we need someone who's going to support us living at home because we don't have the money to. We need someone who's going to support us move into the city of our dreams. We need someone who's going to like support us even moving like four hours away from them to go and do our career like that we really want to do. like get our dream job like support is so unbelievably important to me like my boyfriend knows fuck all about social media but he'll be the first or like maybe the second because my mom's always the first first person to message me and be like oh like your youtube video is getting loads of views did you see or like oh my god you're about to hit 40k on instagram or like you said you were going to spend more time on tiktoks like how's that going or he'll be like how's your management at the moment how's work going like he's just so supportive like he's just like yeah you're doing great you want to move to Manchester? Absolutely. You need to stay at home to save money? Absolutely. You're going to Bali for a month with your friends? Absolutely. Like, I think that was like, okay, yeah, fair. Like, that's when I was like, yeah, you actually really do support me and stuff that I want to do. Like, I'm just going to fuck off for a month with my friends. And he didn't even bat an eyelid. He was like, I'm so excited for you. Um, And if it ever comes to his turnaround, I'm going to be like, yeah, go. Because Bali was the best month ever. And now I'm so excited to go and do it with him. But if he ever needs to go and do that with his friends or wants to, absolutely. Because it's so important to have time apart and grow together and just like support each other in whatever you want to do like wholeheartedly like having someone who actually genuinely wants what's best for you is so important and now I don't overlook it at all because it's not that I've had people who want the worst for me but I've had someone who doesn't really like care about my work or was a bit intimidated by my work and it's just like I didn't bother talking about it but even if me and my boyfriend don't talk about it I know the support's there like when I got nominated for the Bloggersphere Awards I'm not actually here for the ceremony but he was like if you want me can fly home from Costa Rica a week early so you can go and I was like absolutely not but you are so fucking cute <laughs> anyway communication while do I value this now and not I'm not trying to say me and my boyfriend have the perfect relationship right but I've learned what I've learned now and I know what's important to me now because there's someone giving it to me right so I'm not saying we're perfect and blah 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 but my boyfriend is really good at communication and I'm not, I'm actually not that good at it. Um, like I said, I'm not good at opening up about my goals and whatnot. And it's not that I'm bad at communication in the sense of like, if he's done something that's upset me or I'm not feeling great in the relationship or I need his support for something or I'm not feeling good, like I can tell him, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just not like, there's some things I'll let slide or if I'm having a bad day and I think he's had a good day, like sometimes I'll let it slide. Like just, I don't know, little things in general, like in communication, I'm just not great at. I'm always kind of, not always scared, I'm way better at it now, but like I can't be asked to cause arguments sometimes about something that I just want to be like, hey, you did this, I didn't love it. I'm not upset about it, but I just didn't love it. Can you not do it again? Like it feels like something I could just let slide. Um, But I'm better at it now. I don't, I try not to do that now. But yeah, it's so important. Like I said, it's so important to be in a relationship with someone, especially at this age, who's not causing aggro, who you're not saying, hey, you upset me. And they're saying, no, I fucking didn't screw you. And they're causing an argument about it. Like being able to just communicate and move on is so important, regardless of your age. But I feel like at this age, it definitely shouldn't be overlooked because it can be the difference between a really good, fun relationship and just like a relationship that's wasting your time and your precious years. So you don't want someone that's going to fucking age you. (laughs) 
independence. So this is kind of my last point. Obviously, there's a lot of things that are really important to me in relationships, but being able to have my own independence is definitely one. And I think our relationship now works so well because we are, we both do love our space so much. Like, I remember we went to Krakow and we were with each other for like four days before that. So we'd been with each other for like just over a week. Um, and we were, it was in February, so there was a lot of stuff going on with uni, like, it was a bit silly to go to Krakow at that point, but I booked it because I wanted to go and it was fun, um, and then we'd also spent four days with each other, and, like, we were just, like, yeah, we've had a great time together, like, I'm obviously gonna miss you, but, like, in that moment, we were both really ready to go home and, like, work hard and grind and, like, go back to the gym and, like, focus on things that were important to us, and I think it's really nice that we can come together, have this really nice time together where we switch off from work, or... We work together, go to coffee shops if we need to, and then leave do what's important to us and come back together and just, yeah. Having your own independence, I think, is really important because it enables you to grow as a person as well. Like, being able to go to Bali or being able to go to Greece on my own and feel no guilt. I feel like I've grown so much in the last two months, and it's because I'm in a relationship where my boyfriend's not like, no, I want to come with you to Bali. And I'm not in Bali and he's like, I miss you so much. I really wish you were here. Like, obviously he was like, I really miss you. Like, can't wait for you to come back. But he's not like acting like he's needy to the point where I feel bad for being there. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, being able to have independence is so important. Because the more you grow as a person, the more you're going to grow in the relationship and the more I can offer him and the more I find out about myself. And just like, uh, growing as a person is always the ultimate goal, right? Especially for me. So a relationship not hindering that is just extremely important to me however so this is something I don't think I articulated very well in the last episode being independent and not being toxically independent I think I am a little bit toxically independent and I think it comes from past things I've gone through in my life and people always being like wow you're just so independent you're so mature for your age like wow you've grown up so quickly like yeah it's not always a good thing because Right, bear with me while I try and explain the story. Let me have a sip of water so I can quench my thirst and we can deal with this. So, I posted it on my Instagram the other day so I can say, I'm going to Australia for six or seven weeks at the end of this year. And solo travel has always been something I've wanted to do. You know, I've watched people on TikTok, they're like, you have to travel solo, it's going to change your life. I've seen people go to Australia by themselves and they're like, wow, it's just so amazing. And I was just like, it's always been something in the back of my head that I'm like, I'd love to do that if I, if I had the chance, you know, really push myself. And then this call came through and they were like, would you like to go alone or would you like a plus one? And I was like, I would love to go alone. I'd love to go and do six weeks in Australia completely by myself. Um, and I texted my parents. And I was like, I'm going by myself. I texted my boyfriend. I was like, I'm going by myself. And of course he was like, yeah, absolutely go. That'll be incredible. You set up something you've always wanted to do. Absolutely go. And then the idea of this didn't, excite me like I was kind of like it didn't bother me I know it's something I could do alone I know I am independent I know I don't need my boyfriend I know I don't need anyone else like I've got full confidence in myself that I'd go and I'd be able to do it so it didn't scare me it didn't excite me I was just kind of like yeah I'm gonna go to Australia um and then we were in Bali and there's a lot of times when I text my boyfriend I'd be like because obviously we've always had Costa Rica <gasps> oh my god I've not told anyone where we're going, and I've just said it, like, four times in this podcast. So, podcaster insight, me and my boyfriend are going to Costa Rica for a month. Um, <laughs> I've not told anyone where we're going, but yeah. So, we've had Costa Rica booked for ages. Um, we booked it, like, a month after I booked Bali, because he was like, I'd love to do that with you, by the way. And I was like, oh my god, amazing, let's go. Um, 
so we'd always had that booked so yeah I was like yeah we've got Costa I can't remember what I was saying now I shocked myself so much that I said Costa Rica um we always knew we had Costa Rica and whatever so yeah it was like I kind of knew I knew I could do it by myself but it didn't excite me and then we were in Bar. Oh, that's what I was saying we were in Bali and I knew we had Costa Rica books and I kept being like oh my god like look at this waterfall like I can't wait to experience stuff like this with you like we're gonna have so much fun when we go and I'd be like oh I wish not I wish you were here as in I wish my friends weren't here but I know my boyfriend loves travel and loves seeing the world as much as I do so I'd be like oh my god like we'll have to come back to Bali like I wish you were here I wish I could show you all this stuff and we could be experiencing this together as well like I can't wait for this to be us and then I was like I'm gonna be thinking this in Australia the whole time when I'm by myself I'm gonna be like oh my god, like, wish you were here, like, this is so much fun, like, I really wish you could see this, I really wish we could be, like, in the surf camp together, I know you'd love this, and then I was like, I'm literally going by myself, because I think I should go by myself, I think I should really prove to myself that I can, when I know I can, I've got no problem, like, it doesn't scare me, so I'm not necessarily pushing myself out of my comfort zone, like, I went to Greece by myself, didn't care, like, I constantly go out and do things by myself, like, the idea of it didn't scare me, it wasn't pushing myself out of my comfort zone, so it was kind of like, why am I bothering going by myself? And I'll tell you why I was bothering, because I wanted to prove to everybody that I could. I wanted to prove to everybody that, like, oh, I don't need my boyfriend here, even though I know I don't need my boyfriend there, and my boyfriend knows I don't need him there, it's a want, but I kind of, like, I don't know, I had this weird toxic thing in my head where I was like, no, I don't, like, I want to do it by myself, I'm going to do it by myself, like, it's going to be great, but really, it was just to, like, prove to other people that I could do it to myself and like who gives a fuck what other people think like who cares if I bring my boyfriend like in my head right I was gonna bring my boyfriend and people would be like oh look she had to go with her boyfriend because like she just she must really like need her boyfriend she must be really needy like she can't even go to Australia by herself who the fuck thinks that they're probably gonna who doesn't matter what they think but they're probably gonna think oh my god wow that's so cool her and her boyfriend have been able to go to Australia for six months together six weeks six weeks together but in my head, it was like, it was almost like I was admitting defeat if I asked him to come with me, which is just so fucking stupid. And it's not even in like a weird, like, I don't want to admit that I'm a simp and that I really want him there because I fucking wear his initial around my neck and bring a stupid lion jelly cat everywhere I go because I think it looks like him. So it's not even that I was scared to be a simp and say to him, like, look, I'd actually really want you there and like scared what he was going to say. It was just this weird thing where I was like, I need to do this by myself so I can prove to everybody. And then, yeah, basically I messaged him and I was like, I'm being stupidly, weirdly independent. I want you to come to Australia. Like, I actually do. The thought of you coming is really exciting. Like, me going by myself, I'm not excited about. It's like, yeah, I can do it. It'll be fine, whatever. But, like, it's not exciting. Um, So, yeah, he's coming with me because I realised I was being weirdly, toxically independent. And he at first he was like, no, you said you wanted to go by yourself. You're just scared. No. And I was like, I'm not. Like... I'm going to Greece by myself. I'm probably going to go on another few trips by myself for short term. But, like, I actually really do want you to come. I'm, like, the idea of you coming is more exciting. So, yeah. Independence, but don't be toxically independent. All in all, the 20s are for fun relationships, for finding yourself, for being with people who can add value and love and support. So don't waste your time on silly relationships of silly boys defending themselves and not giving you their all and also don't waste your 20s having someone else fill your cup because soon you're going to be deep in your career and you might have kids and you might have all these other responsibilities like rent so you have to go to your job right now you've got a bit more freedom and less responsibility to fill your own cup so make sure you are filling it before you get someone else to add to it 
Because if it's not full, someone else is going to add to it. And if they ever leave, they're going to take it with them. And that's not what you want. Anyway, this episode has been so long, but I'm so glad I refilmed it. The journal prompt is, what are most... What are the most important things to you in a relationship? Keep this list so you can remember your values when you're in a relationship. Because we've all been there when you're all loved up and you've realised, oh, we're actually getting really comfortable. Like, we've not actually been on a date night in, like, three weeks. So you can go back to your list and be like, that was really important to me. So even though I'm really loved up and I really like you, I'm sticking to my values and I want us to go on more date nights. And then if they don't change, you can be like, well, this was my values when I wasn't loved up and in a honeymoon phase and whatever. So I don't want to let them go. And you can act accordingly. I really hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I'm going to quickly leave it off here because we're actually over an hour, which is very impressive. I love you all very much and I hope you have a wonderful week this week. I hope you had a wonderful week and I hope if you're in a relationship, you're getting treated well and I hope if you're not, you're very much working on yourself and not looking for validation in relationships. Mwah! I love you all so much and I'll see you next week for an episode about you're not busy, you're just unproductive at myself. <laughs> Bye. Bye.